0: This is the truth. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. Today's story is called Dark Matter. It was inspired by one of our listeners named Christopher Tunnel. He donated to the Radiotopia Kickstarter last fall. And if you remember, one of the uh, gifts we gave for donating a certain amount was that we would make a story based on your life. And so this piece is our way of thanking Christopher for donating. We talked for a couple yeah, hours everyone. by Skype. And it's really, this weird is Christopher. At the moment. Whenever you talk to me, I I think I'm listening to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out he has a really interesting job. He's a physicist at a dark matter detector in Italy. So it's under a mountain in in Italy, but you can actually drive into it. And buried deep beneath the mountain is a tank filled with liquid Um, xenon that they hope will detect dark matter. I think it would be one of the biggest discoveries in a hundred years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's why I, I do this type of stuff. So one of our writers, uh, Diana McCory, talked to Christopher again on her own, and she wrote the story we're going to hear today.
1: Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen
0: dark matter
2: If you look out at the universe you might not notice anything's missing but actually most of the universe is missing If you compared the amount of matter you can see to the amount that should be there, you'd be off by about 85%. Scientists call that missing stuff. Dark matter. No one knows what it is or why we can't see it. All we know is that without it, the universe would fall apart. So scientists built a device they thought might detect it, and they wrapped it in copper and lead and buried it inside a mountain so only dark matter could reach it. Good morning, Professor Kelly.
3: Why didn't you tell me?
2: Well, I just found out. Dr. Thompson, late night again?
3: Oh, yeah, thanks. So I think it'll all work out.
2: The detector itself is a tank, no bigger than you, and it's filled with very cold, liquid xenon. Xenon particles don't seem to like other particles. They bounce right off of them. And because the tank is so isolated, there are very few other particles to bump into. So if a dark matter particle gets in, it'll bounce off a xenon particle and the detector will buzz. But that hasn't happened yet. And in theory, Dark matter is already here. It's everywhere.
3: I'll be back in six days.
1: Look, at, what was I gonna do? Say no? It's NPR, CNN, I'm gonna do Charlie Rose. No, I, we d- need I, the publicity.
3: I, I just don't think this is the right time. Well,
1: I understand, I know you're nervous.
2: I'll be out of your way in a minute
3: but we need to finish the application for the NSF grant today, and I have to install the software, and I've got to recalibrate the detector. It's just, it's a two-person job.
1: Okay, well, you wrote the software so you can install it, and for the rest of the stuff, grab a grad student to help you. I
3: just don't think it's that simple. I'm
1: sorry, Joanna. I have to do these interviews.
3: Is that coffee? You're not supposed to have that in here.
1: Mm.
2: oh, crap. Oh,
1: just,
3: uh. Don't
2: worry, I'll clean it up. The detector is so sensitive. We have to be extremely careful what comes near it. You'd be surprised to hear some of the items that are too radioactive to be in the lab. Bananas, for example. Brazil nuts. Coins, especially. Bringing a quarter in here could corrupt the data, create a false positive, and set us back years.
1: Listen, I didn't want to have to tell you this, but I really had to go to bat for you to give you this opportunity. And if you can't do it, I need to know.
3: Absolutely. Because okay,
1: there's a long list of people who are willing to give this a shot.
3: Absolutely. I okay. I, I really appreciate it. You what got you've done. this.
1: The software you wrote is gonna work. The detector's gonna go off, they're gonna renew our grant.
3: But if it doesn't
1: okay. work I need some positive thinking. Okay. Positive thinking?
3: I, I I can do it. Right, I know you can. Okay.
1: I'm sorry, I gotta go. Okay. Alright, can you throw this out for me? Uh thanks. I'll take care of that for you. Oh.
3: Thank you welcome back we're talking with timothy kelly the lead researcher at the artemis initiative joanna which uses back a tank on filled with liquid xenon to search for the elusive dark
1: matter so how is this experiment going to be useful useful since when did science have to be useful oh people want to know i'm just kidding first we have to be able to know what this stuff is and that's what we're trying to do with the detector then we can figure out what we can do with it.
3: What has the detector found so far?
1: Well, so you have to understand that these interactions are very, very small, so they're easy to miss. But okay. one of our very promising young physicists, Dr. Joanna Thompson, uh, she's installing new yeah. trigger that's software great. today as we yeah. speak, actually. And that's going to make our detector even more sensitive. And we hope to see some results in the next few days. So you've not yet detected dark matter? Not yet. What,
3: what if the detector never goes off?
1: So well, yes, that would be frustrating. But that would probably be a flaw in the software as opposed to the detector itself. And you can always try new software.
3: Oh, God. The first step is determining...
2: Don't worry. It'll work.
3: Hey. Uh, sorry. I, um, didn't think that anybody else was still here. Can I help? Uh, no. Thank you. I'm fine.
2: Are you sure?
3: (sighs) My software has been running for six days. It's just, it's just not gonna happen. I've spent five years working on this project. The NSF is gonna pull the plug and that's it. It's over. And there's, there's absolutely nothing that I can do about it.
2: How do you know it's not gonna go
3: off? It's just not. It would have started by now. Are you sure? (laughs) No. I'm a scientist. I'm not sure about anything. It's just, everybody else here can't wait to move on to the next thing. You know? It's like this place is just a means to another grant, or a faculty job, or a paper in a journal.
2: But this is important. Exactly! It doesn't get any bigger than
3: this. Yeah! I want to know what else is out there. I want to know what the universe is made of. And if that thing doesn't work, what if it never works?
2: But you gotta try. What else are you gonna do?
3: Hey, um, I'm sorry. Uh, what's your name? Donald. Donald. I'm Joanna.
2: I know. So, if the detector does work, what do you think you'll find?
3: I don't know. But I bet it's pretty cool.
2: Leonard
1: Nimoy, William Shatner, George Takei. Well, that's easy. Marry Leonard Nimoy, definitely. Mm -hmm. Kill William Shatner. What? You look so surprised. I mean, I thought he'd be your type. What? What? Why? Oh, he's everybody's (laughs) type. Whoa, you look exhausted.
3: Oh, thank you. You guys look lovely as well. Mm. Any news? Nothing. All right, well, push some papers around. Look busy, all right? What? Oh, my god.
1: Is is that?
3: Oh, my god. What is this? It's going off. Here, move. Move. The trigger rates are rising. Really? Yes.
2: Do you think we found
3: it? Well, we've got to check all this data first, but oh, man. Wow, that's something, huh?
2: Congratulations, Dr. Thompson.
3: Uh, thanks, Doc.
1: This was all you. Don't think I'm going to forget that. <laughs> that new detector that we're building in Italy has got your name all over it.
3: Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: Oh, you think I want to run that thing? Please, it's all yours. I hate Italy.
3: Wow. The- Thank you so much.
1: So are we ready for tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, I got about a thousand more phone calls to make here. I'll see you at the press conference.
3: See you then. Hello. Donald, I didn't see you there. Hey.
2: Are you excited about tomorrow?
3: What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm just a little busy.
2: So all the data checked out. Yep. Nothing out of the ordinary.
3: I'm, I'm really sorry, Donald. I. I just have to focus here, would you mind? Um.
2: Sure. Sorry. Um, What? I have to tell you something. Okay. I wasn't going to say anything. What is it? It was me. What was? I set off the detector. What do you mean? You deserve to be the one to find
3: it. Wait, you didn't actually tamper with the detector, did you? All you need
2: is the funding to build a better detector. Then you can conduct your own research. You
3: set off the detector on purpose?
2: I wanted you to find what you've been looking for. Well, did you- You were were so close.
3: did, Did you bring something into the lab? You left one of the calibration disks in here. You have to tell me. Those things are extremely radioactive, and you could have poisoned everyone in the lab by now. I didn't. Well, then how did you set it off?
2: I was just trying to help you.
3: This is a physics experiment. The only results that mean anything are results that you can repeat. Joanna. Did you honestly think that I was going to thank you for this? I didn't. (laughs) You're a janitor. You clean the toilets. I'm sorry. Just get out of here. I don't ever want to see you in here, ever again. Sorry, Emily. Why didn't you call me back? I left you five messages. I
1: know, it's been crazy. We
3: need to talk.
1: Let's We'll talk after the press conference. It's
3: but. urgent. Just come over here. What? Somebody set the detector off intentionally. What? Someone went in and did something to set it off. I, I think he was trying to, it doesn't matter. The data is all useless. Who? The, How? The janitor, Donald. Who? It doesn't matter. He just, How did he set it off? I don't know. He didn't say. I, th- I thought he might have hidden one of the ambi-disks in the detective room, but I looked around and I couldn't find anything. Oh, my God. We've got to call this whole thing off.
1: If we go out there and say this was a false alarm, we're done.
3: What are we supposed to do?
1: OK. OK, maybe if we just go through with the press conference, we could go over the data and figure out what happened later. And if it turns out it was a false positive, then that'll be fine. Are you serious? Yeah, it happens all the time.
3: No, 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 I absolutely can't do that. Yeah. No, 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 is no, no, we... I'm not trying to sell a book here. This is my life. I'm trying to keep the lights on. Are you kidding if the lights went out? You wouldn't even notice. You're not even here. You care way more about this press conference than you do about this actual experiment, And which is fine. It's fine, because I'm here to actually take care of everything. OK, I do
1: not have time for this right now.
3: Fine, just go out there and lie to everyone. You're going to get your face all over every science magazine on the planet. What do you want? Go out there and call it off, okay? We need to figure out what actually happened here.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go out there and I'm going to postpone the press conference until tomorrow morning. And while I do that, you're going to run, not walk, to the lab, and you're going to get everyone we have combing through the data until we figure out what happened. the same result again and again? Yeah. So why do we keep doing it? I have no idea. So ask her. Uh, You ask her, please. Fine. Hey, Johanna. Uh, uh, Can you tell us what's going on? Seriously, we were ready to
3: publish yesterday. What's going on? We need to be a 1,000% sure. Every physicist on the planet is going to start trying to prove us wrong tomorrow. I don't think we're going to get a different answer the 12th time, but hey, sure. It's
1: confirmed. It's real.
3: You know what? You're right. Just go on home. Uh, I'm the one who's obsessing over it, so I will do it. I mean, no, I can, we can, I can help no, no, you no. a little. No, 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 Guys, it's it's absolutely fine. Just head on home. You sure? Absolutely, please. Yeah. Okay. I have myself. Uh, just be here on time tomorrow. All right. Okay.
1: Okay. Was that a dig
3: at me? Um, actually, have either of you seen Donald?
1: Who's Donald? The janitor. Oh, um... Oh. Is he the ball board? You know
3: what? Don't worry about it. I'll I'll call.
1: Okay, but don't stay up too late. Gonna... I
3: won't. I won't. All right. Okay, good, good night. night. Hi, uh, could you send maintenance over to Hall B, please? Thank you.
1: Call for maintenance.
3: Oh, uh... Actually, I I was looking for the other maintenance guy. Um, I I think his name is Donald. He's tall. He's got dark hair, green eyes.
1: I'm the only maintenance guy here. Since when? Since forever. Uh, It's not a big place. I'd know him. But... Look, uh, do you need something?
3: Uh... Nothing. Never mind. Thank you.
2: Before I came to this lab, I worked in another lab not too far from here. It actually is here, in a sense. We had looked out at the universe and noticed something was missing. When we compared the amount of matter we could see to the amount that should have been there, we were off by about 15%. Some people thought it didn't exist, but I knew it did, and one day we found it was its own little universe, beautiful and complicated and full of life. We decided not to disturb it unless it came looking for us. And I knew it would.
0: Dark Matter, performed by Kevin Corrigan, Chet Siegel, and Ed Herbstman, with Janice Pacheco, Alexis Lambright, and Rob Weber. The radio interviewer was Anna Sale from the podcast Death, Sex, and Money. The story was written by Dana McCory and was inspired by one of our listeners, Christopher Tunnell, and was produced by me, Jonathan Mitchell. And if you'd like to hear more about our podcast and what we do, go to thetruthpodcast.com. Radiotopia from PRX is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and by Mailchimp, who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. And if you're interested in supporting this and other podcasts like it, email sponsor at radiotopia.fm. Our editorial advisor is Ann Hepperman. Our interns are Hannah Herr and Shelby el Our associate producer is Kerry Kasten. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing...
1: The Truth...
0: Radio